everyone, it's Monday, and oh my goodness, I think there's a bright yellow ball of fire outside the window that someone called the sun. What? Right? So warm all of a sudden. What happened? It was amazing. I was in. I went back to the UK for a week, and I we took off into an ice storm and came back into the oh my goodness, get my jacket off, it's too hot weather. So this is kind of awesome. I'm not complaining. No, me neither. Nope. Uh, anyway, the great thing about this is it's time to actually start exploring games you can take to the cottage, or maybe on holiday with you, or just away somewhere. And with me today are George Alexander and Mandy Gelsmer to talk about this topic. Hey guys! Hello! Hello! And hello, Summer! Alright, on with the episode. <laughs> You're going to a cottage, you're going, you're driving to the beach for a week, you're going away, you're spending some time somewhere else. Uh, what games are you going to take with you? Right. You were just talking about you had a trip, I believe, down south. And- I was recently in Mexico. Same thing. Apparently perfectly missed the ice storm. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I was trying to really think about my audience. And I think that's step number one. You need to figure out who's going on this trip. Is it gamers? Is it people who are not super into gaming? Um, and I think the second step is to accept that the gaming may not happen as much as, as much as you want it to. Case in point, I ended up packing eight different board games into one lunch tin. Uh, I think there was, off the top of my head, Citadel's uh, Resistance, Coup, Love Letter, Marrying Mr. Darcy, uh, Vault Wars, and Skull, and Vegas. So I don't know how many that is, but that's what all was in there. And that's also a great set of games, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Carry on with this Uh, And so some of those games I hacked, which is something you can do, which is like use, uh, for Skull, I used uh, used Vegas by using the coasters from Skull combined with some dice from Sagrada, and then like you just kind of like marry it all together. But the punchline to this uh, big setup is we didn't play any of them. (laughs) I couldn't get anyone to play games with me. Oh no. So You had beaches to visit. We had beaches to visit. That's pretty Tequila to imbibe and tacos to eat. And there I think comes in part two of this, right? Which is know your audience, but also know where you're going. Yes. Because if you're going to a beach or if you're going to be spending a lot of time outside, you're going to want games with heavier pieces. You're going to want something that will survive the outdoor weather. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, traveling light if you're if you're traveling. Um, but some of my uh, I think of cottage games too is the ones that I'm okay with leaving at the cottage. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know uh, some timeless games you know with replayability that uh, you know you can always pull out. Um, I kind of like simple ones, simple two player games. Uh, um, Lost Cities, Quirkle, uh, maybe like chess style game like Yinch or something that's mm. like a hives pretty good because it's yeah. it's waterproof play that before outside yeah when i think of cottage i think of that classic quintessential if you're lucky enough to own one or like me you seek out friendships just to use people's cottages right um (laughs) you you think of that quintessential game closet and it's got you know your battered copy of scrabble monopoly a couple puzzles and then others and that that's what varies and the modern gamers probably have Catan or something yeah maybe yeah maybe newer versions of that but i think for me Parcheesi is definitely a game <laughs> that has a lot of associations to cottages because I play that with a couple of my friends and my sister. And so, yeah, that's a pretty classic game that you can play many times. And it may not, there's nostalgia that makes it still fun at this point, yeah. but there's still enough strategy that makes it fun to play. And if we're going to break down like the travel experience or the cottage experience in a gaming sense, there's sort of two groups that come to mind for me. There's the sort of the, the fun for two, you know, you're there with a good friend or your partner. And you're gonna be—you have a lot of extra time. Maybe it's raining or something. You gotta—you're stuck indoors, so you want to have some fun two-player games that you can play over and over again. 
Um, but then the alternative to that is that maybe it's like sort of like a party weekend or, you know, there's a bunch of people around. And in that sense, you want to have games that are like widely accessible, um, games that maybe, you know, not everybody has to play the whole time, the whole night, and uh, maybe games that are like good for shorter attention spans. Or oh, whatever. yeah, like the opt-in, opt-out kind of game. Yeah. Like, you're not going to wrangle this uh, herd of cats to play Catan for an hour and a half, but, but you might be able to seduce people for a round or two of telestrations. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's one I've had success with at the cottage, actually. Yeah. yeah. And one that's been popular with some of my friends lately, Robot Rally. You know, you can have it out on the table and pause whenever you want sort of and then play around with whoever happens to be there you don't have to have everybody around the table at the same time and it's it's fun and engaging for people who are there and then some other people can be in the, the kitchen preparing dinner or whatever too right so that kind of thing is fun uh some trivia light trivia games and yeah light trivia is great it, those can be tough because it's like you know after you've played them a few times you kind of know the answers but you know i still find like when I, I haven't gone through the whole deck of Quizniac cards in my collection and stuff too. That's so a it's, great one. Just putting oh, on a dock yeah. Yeah. and just like pulling out a, a, a Quizniac card yeah. and just kind of riffing with your friends. It's still playing games, yeah. but you're not all sitting in and a you, circle. You don't have to be a, a, a jerk. And if you know the answer, like because you played it last week or whatever, you don't you, you sit those rounds out or whatever, right? Um, I think the timeline games are fun for in that sense too because. Uh, you might know the answer, but you still have to like know the answer in relationship to everything else that's come up that time. So, just don't play the movie and cinema one with your parents because they'll remember things because they live through them. It's <laughs> oh, like cheating that's... through experience. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I actually. found that my mom was really good at timeline. <laughs> the one I found really interesting with that is Star Wars timeline, mm. um, where it's not quite the same. You're trying. It's like every. I can't remember what the thing is. I think it's every three minutes of the movie or something is represented. And it, <laughs> it entirely depends on the order they come out, how wow. easy it is. Because oh, sometimes I've blitzed it and gone through most of the deck. Yeah. And then there are times where I can't get something right because it's just the order it's come out is slightly right. wonky. And it's, oh, I, I know this could be that. one of two. Yeah. it's Timeline's great, actually. Mm-hmm. And small. Yes. And that's size. something I think. Size of games, which kind of comes into what you were talking about with your trip. Yeah. And how you manage to hack games. But you don't... Well, maybe you do. But you probably want to be taking a majority of small games and not taking too much yes. right. big. Well, yeah, if, if it's like a family's cottage, like collecting games that you're not necessarily going to miss at home, great idea. Yeah. But if you're going to someone's cottage or you're going camping, size and, and, and using components that can easily translate to multiple games and baggies and it's all very useful. Yeah, tuck it into the pocket, like that small pocket on your backpack or, you know, uh, the deck of cards, you know, you, you don't even need sometimes the box the game came in you just yeah. need a few of the components um but you know you, you kind of hinted at something i just want to touch on briefly there is the the cottage as like the the place for your old games sometimes you know a lot of us have these giant collections and uh it's time to get rid of some games well those can be the good ones to ship up to the cottage you know that one car trip when you have a little extra room or uh oh, you know that's a good idea yeah you know like some of those games that you'd like but you don't want to play every weekend well that's a great game for the cottage and then and then, and then uh, this is something i employ for my wardrobe if i've retired something to the secondary storage space yeah and i've forgotten about it for six months it, it's going it's going to charity yeah same with the the game library at the cottage if you're like wow i really miss that copy of insert game maybe it gets to come back to like the regular library yeah exactly and it's fun to have you know a secondary collection you know curating a library can be fun as we were talking about last week yeah. absolutely 
Well, there's some interesting ideas for some starting points for your cottage collection. We're going to come back on Wednesday and talk about the uh, cottage game night, or the idea of, you know, maybe you've gone to the Dice Tower cruise and you're going to be playing games all the time and what do you know? That's an exaggerated example, but uh, <laughs> you're going, you've gone with a bunch of gamers and you know you're going to be playing a couple of games and we're not going to be talking about the real heavy stuff, that can wait till Friday, but join us on Wednesday for some ideas of some really good games that you can chew into for a couple of hours while you're away at the cottage. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.